Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today I have a little bit of an unconventional episode in that you are going to be listening in on a conversation that I'm having with D. Boswell Buck as we talk about how to create events and businesses that really showcase and celebrate diversity, equity, and inclusion. If DEI is something that's important to you, then this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. Today, Dee Boswell Buck and I are doing something completely different with our podcasts. We are co-hosting a podcast that will be aired both on The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins and on Strategize Your Business Online with Dee Boswell Buck. Hello, Sheila. I am so glad to be doing something a little bit different. This, this is, is exciting. So, fun. so my name is Dee Boswell Buck, and yes, the host of Strategize Your Business Online. And my company is called Boswell Buck Creative. And what I do is I help business owners connect with their ideal clients strategically in the online space. Amazing. And my name is Sheila Cummins, and I am the host of the Road to Seven podcast. And I am CEO and founder of the Road to Seven. We offer training, coaching and financing for women entrepreneurs so they can grow a business that offers fulfillment and freedom. So today, Dee, we are talking not just marketing, but more specifically creating diverse marketing within everything that we do. And I know that this is a unique part of your process when you work with clients. Tell us a little bit more about diverse marketing. Yes, that's definitely something that I do address with my clients. So not only do I help my clients to show up in their brand voice online, but I also take a look at how is it that they are showing up online. So when somebody approaches their website, will they see themselves as a customer for my clients? And that is a process that we do with our diverse marketing as well, my company, we will be hosting a conference for this month. And that was something that we ourselves really tried to look at when we took a look at who it is that we want to have on our stage. I love it. And you know, one of the things that you did for me is really make sure that my website represents all women. And when we talk about all women, we're talking about women from all different races, religions, creeds, backgrounds, so that when an entrepreneur lands, not only on my site, but on my social media feed, they really understand the value that our company holds, which is people first. And that is something that, you know, we've worked really hard. And, you know, tell me a little bit about how you do that with your clients. And specifically where we're going to be going with our conversation is, 
when you're putting out a conference or a telesummit or a webinar with guests, how can we ensure that it is a diverse marketing experience? So when I get started with my clients, I onboard them. I have them fill out a form so I can get to know what are their business goals? Where do they want to be in the next two to three months? And then most importantly, who is it that they are trying to reach? When we talk about diversity, it could be, you know, the color of your skin or, you know, how it is that you look like. So when I think about one of my clients and she is reaching out to women who are a certain age who want to feel their best, they want to feel very healthy. And when I take a look at when I took a look at her website, her website had all white women. And I want to say that I did reach out to this person for myself, for my health, and like earlier, and then she became a client. So when I take a look at her website, it was like women of one color. They were all very slim. The images were like definitely stock photo. And when we connected and I took a look at everything, I said to her, you know, when somebody gets to your website and they need you, they see women on your site right now who are in their 20s and 30s. And they're very slim and they are all, you know, one race. And I talked and I said to her, you know, when I reached out to you, I probably would have reached out to you a lot more quickly if I saw myself on that website. Meaning if I saw other women of color, any color, and also if I saw women who were not all of a perfect size. This is something that I do with my clients so that they are actually like reaching out to people who actually need them versus people who think that they have to look perfect or a certain way. Yeah, that's so interesting. And that's, you know, speaking to the imagery that we use. And I think that the imagery is one of the layers that is really easy for people to start at, you know, making sure that your imagery, to your point, represents women of all colors all religions, all sexual orientations, you are wanting to create a diverse business. But I think there's also other layers that can go into this. And one of the things that you helped me with was having more testimonials from women that had different backgrounds, not just relying on people who submitted a testimonial or feedback and using that, but really going and ensuring that I was interviewing and researching everybody who I have been working with, because I have worked with an incredibly wide range of audiences and women, but they weren't represented. Their stories weren't being told. You know, just even that testimonial process was really important and has been very powerful. What about in terms of, you know, you're putting together a conference and one of the beauties of the conference you're putting together is the diverse nature of the speakers. Why did you choose to do that and how did you go about that? Yeah, so the conference is also called Strategize Your Business Online, but I've added the tagline, Lessons from the Trenches. And this conference is for women to learn tactics that they can apply to their business. And I wanted to make sure that who was going to be on my stage would represent everyone. So I just before I go there, I think about some of the events that I have been to. I'm not going to mention any names, but I have been to an event of somebody who is a motivational speaker worldwide. 
And I remember I went there. It was raw, raw. I felt really good. But I felt like there was something missing. And when I thought about it later, I thought, okay, a lot of the people who are on the stage, they were A, they were men, but the audience was a mix of men and women. There was only one person of color on that stage. It was a man. And then when the women were up on that stage, they only spoke about mindset. And there was one person who was a comedian. So, I mean, I kind of felt something was lacking. Like, I wish I heard a story from a woman, no matter what she looked like. And women are different from men and that we need, we are going through things. And you could be a mom, for instance, and you go through mom guilt that we do go through things that are different. However, the mindset part or learning to hug myself, I can't go to the bank and pay my mortgage with that. But if I learned about email marketing or if I learned about client acquisition that the guys are talking about is like, okay, I can put some tactics out there and start like getting more clients and be mortgage free, for instance. So thinking about who was on my stage, like I always thought about that. So I had like a dream list and I have a tendency to follow people online. And one of the ladies who I reached out to, I saw her on a on a Canadian show called Dragon's Den. And she has a beauty brand. So her business is called Cheekbone Beauty. And her name is Jen Harper. She's in Indigenous. And she ended up turning down the, the dragons for them having like investing in her company. So I knew I wanted to have her. And I thought about the things that we women need to know. So I reached out to a lawyer. I reached out to somebody who was a copywriter. And as I was reaching out, I'll be honest with you, I was reaching out to what it is that we need to know, but also thinking to myself, okay, when I approach these women, I want to make sure that they that they are representing everybody who I want to speak to on the stage. So I do have different nationalities. I have women of color. I have, it's a very diverse panel. And I did this because when they are speaking to this audience, I want everybody to say, not only am I going to like learn things for my business, but I just saw myself up there and I know that I can put these tactics to work. But, you know, I think what you said is so important is it was an active decision and you sought out people who you knew would bring incredible expertise and who would connect with the different audience members. And I think, you know, one of the things that drives me absolutely bonkers is when someone's putting up a conference and the first thing I do is look up the lineup of speakers and see who's speaking because one of the values I think that comes with a diverse speaker lineup is the richness and experience and the richness and thought. You know, it's even been proven at the board level. I, I listen very closely to Dembisa Moyo, who is a woman of color who is on some really big boards and is changing the face of boards. And one of the stats that she shares again and again is that when you have diversity in your board of directors, that company tends to have three to four times more revenue and growth yeah. because of the diverse experience. And I think that's the richness that having, you know, people from different backgrounds brings to an event and to a podcast or to a conference or a telesummit. But what you said was it was an active decision. And I went and sought out women who I wanted to learn from. And if we are, you know, if you are, if one of the listeners is thinking about putting together a conference or an event, it does require a little bit more footwork 
And I think if you're looking at your community and people you know, and there's no, no diversity amongst it, well, then perhaps you're not playing in the right sandbox. And perhaps that's an opportunity for you to go and join some new networks and integrate into new communities where there is a more diverse background members so that you can get to know some different people. Yeah, because usually whenever there is a conference or a summit, there's usually a call for speakers. But I didn't do a call for speakers. I specifically looked like I specifically had my list of I think it was like maybe 12 individuals. And I just went in order. And actually, I got everybody in order. So I didn't have to. I ended up with my seven speakers. I didn't have to go to eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, because they all thought that this was really great. And they heard about the other speakers that were going to be presenting as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I, I didn't do that call of speakers, I actually made a list and approached individuals. So mm-hmm. it definitely did take some thought, but it wasn't difficult. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, going on social media, who is it that I'm following? What are those messages that I really enjoy? And then, well, actually, who knows? Maybe some people would consider it difficult doing some research because I needed to make sure that they would be a good fit. So going on to their website because, you know, it's called Strategize Your Business Online. And one individual said, well, how is it that I would be a good fit? Well, I had to go in and do research on the website and pull out some topics so I can say to them, like, yes, you have to be here, right? When we are doing that and when you are looking for having a diverse panel, you definitely have to do some homework. Absolutely. But I think that 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 thinking would go into everything. So we've talked about imagery. We've talked about testimonials. We've talked about having a wide variety of experts associated with whatever you're putting out, like LinkedIn lives or Facebook lives or Instagram lives or, you know, any opportunity where you're interviewing people. We've talked about you know, shifting up your networks and expanding into new audience spaces, which we as business owners should be doing anyway on a regular basis. What are some other things that you have found with your clients really helps to integrate diversity into their marketing? So definitely taking a look at their social media. So when you are taking look for, like, I don't like to use the stock photos that look so much like stock photos, mm-hmm. but when you are, take, I look at their social media already. What kind of imagery are they using? Because guaranteed, if you are using some of these stock photo apps, if you were to take a look for something, and I'm going to use an example because I look for this often for my business, woman with laptop. Well, what happens is when I look for a woman with laptop, I have to do a long scroll before I see somebody who is not Caucasian, right? And that could be anything. It could be man with tie, right? You have to do a bit of a scroll. So you can definitely, I mean, yes, I do take the one with the Caucasian lady. And then I do also, you know, do that long scroll to make sure that I have other races, you know, in my social media. And I do that for my clients too. Mm-hmm. And like for myself, I mean, this, what I do for my clients, I apply it for myself as well. So I think I like to highlight, for instance, women that I've worked with and I work with so many different women. I'm so blessed that I know quite a, quite a bit. 
And when I do my social media feature, I'm featuring, you know, women of color, different races, different businesses that they do and showcase what it is that they do for others. Because when somebody comes to my social media, I want them to know that I work, I will work with anyone, right? You just need to have a business and you can see yourself working with me. Yeah. And I just want people to feel welcome. Yes. You know, they are welcome in my community and welcome in my circles and, you know, creating that safe space. You know, one of the things that we do with our the students in our momentum program is help them establish their values and then leverage the values and be talking about them regularly so that people know what it is that you stand for and what you believe in. And then that helps create that welcoming space where like people are aligned. And I have, how should I say, you know, nicely helped people exit my community that are not a good fit or who I felt were offensive or exclusionary. And, you know, me as the business owner, that's my right. And I have no problem escorting someone to the door and please don't let the door hit you on the way out if they're going to be mean or they're going to be unaccepting because it's completely out of our our value of people first, which I said right off the top, that is one of the core values of our company. And if I see, you know, I was recently asked to speak and there was absolutely no diversity on the speaker panel and I spoke up and you know, they're making changes as a result, but it's up to me to speak up if we're going to change how we as women do business. Absolutely. And I mean, I would say, you know, the majority of individuals like they, me, we embrace different cultures. It's just that the way things have been set up, we really have to try harder to make sure that it shows that we embrace different cultures. Yeah. And that's it. And I think you're right. It all starts with an awareness yes, and a desire to make change. Absolutely. Amazing. Creating a business that has diversity within it is a choice. And we don't always know the right thing to do, but when we know better, we can do better. And so even if it's as simple as changing the imagery on your site or in your social media feed or seeking out more diverse backgrounds in the guests or experts that you bring in or creating a more diverse speaker panel. If we are going to create some societal change and create more equity within the entrepreneurial playing field, especially among women, it all really just comes down to a choice. And that if this is something that you believe in and you have the conviction and you're willing to put your chin out there and take it on the chin, then just do it. And I think that it's important, you know, I think if I were to go back 10 years, I would, what would I do differently? I would not be afraid to take a stand and to be loud and vocal about something that I believe in. And actually, that is actually, D, one of the gifts of the, of COVID is it actually helped me provide my, find my voice that has been hidden for so many years. And I spoke out on a lot of issues and that speaking out is not stopping. In fact, it's just getting stronger. And helping me align with my convictions and what feels right works really well. And it works really well in my business. And diversity is a choice that we make here at The Road to Seven. It is not an option. And it is something that we will be fighting for moving forward. Yeah, maybe sometimes, well, you know, at the time we're recording, we're in this pandemic and a lot of things are being done online. But when we were going out to events or we were going out to conferences or just heading out, We were mingling with everybody 
think about the fact, and then, you know, anybody would be coming to your table, or you might be giving that elevator pitch to anybody who is at that round table. And it was a diverse group of individuals. Just think about the fact that, you know, when we are in person, we are mingling with people of different color, different races, you, you name it. I just think sometimes it's just something as simple as who is it that we're always hanging around with? Or when we leave our house, we just see a di very diverse community. So always just have thought of what it is that you see every single day and make sure that that is being represented in your marketing. Amazing. Well, Dee, thanks for having this conversation with me. Thank you, Sheila. For And I love co-hosting yeah, and sharing the podcast. It. Yay, content. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello to the Strategize Your Business online owners. It's great sort of just chatting with you and, and sharing. And, you know, Dee, thank you for letting me into your audience. And thank you for letting me into your audience. Hello, Road to Seven podcasters. <laughs> I love it. All right, Dee, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Sheila. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout-out on an upcoming episode, and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.